Hello and welcome to episode number 72 of the Perth to Paisley podcast. Hart recorded a dominant 5-0 win over Auchinleck Talbot. What were we all worried about? It's fine to progress to the fifth round of the Scottish Cup. This episode will include all the analysis from that and a whole bunch of other stuff. And as ever, I am one of your hosts, Daniel McIver, joined with Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I think uh, everybody breathed a massive sigh of relief come that first Hearts goal on Saturday afternoon and since then we were riding a casual wave, it's been nice, thoroughly dominant, professional performance um, and yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to talk about it along with you know some of the massive upcoming fixtures so I, I'm good, what about yourself? Very good, it's been a very successful weekend in terms of my sports, for the first time in a year and a half Newcastle and Hearts both won on the same day so that was lovely and then I we were speaking about it before we came on I'm a big American football fan so it's been a great weekend of football in both senses of the word so yes doing very well and of course delighted that Hearts did get a very routine win however we do want to start with something that is very serious uh, and won't be in line with the rest of the kind of jokey episode um, as we finished recording last week actually funnily enough um, we were met with the news, the same as everybody on social media, that tragically, 13-year-old Hearts fan, Devin Gordon, sadly took his own life last week. And it came as a complete shock to the football world. In Scotland, you saw tens, almost hundreds of clubs stay in messages. There was banners at the Motherwell game. There was minute silences in uh, men and female games across the country over the past weekend. Obviously, listen, we've both had instances as just people within life of knowing people who have taken their own lives and it's incredibly tragic at any time, but someone so young feeling that they felt that was the only option is horrific. Of course, we will be speaking about the upcoming Celtic game this Wednesday where there is a planned minute applause on the 13th minute, which both clubs have already confirmed that they will be taking part in. And Hearts, today as we record this on Monday the 24th, released a big statement as I actually was unaware of this but um, Devon's mum, Jen, is actually on the staff at Heart, so I, I was completely unaware of that. So the club uh, suggested in their statement that they felt that they will be trying to do something if they can hopefully get it organised in time for the game. But, of course, we as a podcast just, first of all, send our deepest condolences and thoughts go out to Devon's family and friends. I, I didn't mention it last week, but we've both had very extensive issues with mental health. Last week I had to go to the doctors due to anxiety problems that has been affecting my physical health. And Adam, you have also been very well documented about your own mental health problems. There is always, always someone to speak to. Whether or not you feel like you don't have anybody, there is. There's phone lines which will be in the description of this video and podcast generally. There is us if you feel like you don't have anybody in your own personal circle. But there is. There's family, friends, professionals. Always there to help. And I'm assuming, Adam, you echo the same sentiments. Yeah, couldn't have put it any better myself, mate. Um, 13, like you say, the world must be a pretty messed up place for a 13-year-old. Uh, to take his own life and if that's the only option then it's a, a really truly sad state of affairs um, again can't say anything other than my heart goes out to his family, friends and hopefully we can uh, pay a sufficient tribute to the wee man come, come Wednesday night and hosting Celtic at Tynecastle Absolutely, that is the aim and 
in a weird way, thankfully, this weekend we did get a result for Devon in the Scottish Cup, which we will now move on to. Of course, the tone will now change, but please do not take that as a any weird thing between us. We wanted to get that right at the start, so you just knew our thoughts, but we did want to mention it. So The nonsense can continue from now. Exactly, exactly. With that, we do move on, as it was a weekend of Scottish Cup games. There was no top flight games, as... There were some interesting results. So around the grounds normally consists of us speaking about the five other games in the top flight. There's obviously a lot more than that. So I'm going to run through all the scores and then just kind of ask Adam his thoughts on the games that stood out to him. So the first one on Thursday, surprisingly, immediately, it took Hibs until extra time to defeat Cove Paul Hartley's Cove Rangers with a Kevin Nisbet goal. Very laboured. Uh, it was without Martin Boyle at the time due to leaving him out of the squad, but he is now, of course, away to Saudi Arabia, which we'll probably speak more about next week as that's going to be very interesting. Then the next night on Friday, Rangers defeated Stirling Albion very, very easily. 4-0. Then ourselves with the early kickoff, which we'll obviously get to speaking about. And then there was a whole bunch of 3 o'clock kickoffs. Aberdeen pretty easily got past Edinburgh City 3-0. Our both had the exact same storyline against Darville. Uh, a United, which you were actually in attendance for, fell to St Mirren 2-0. Wraith Rovers kind of got rid of the non-league opposition as well. 3-0 back to D. Dundee struggled a bit to beat Dumbarton, only 1-0. The biggest shock of the tie, which we'll absolutely be speaking about in a bit more depth, after extra time, Kelty Hearts, League 2 Kelty Hearts, knocked out the current holders, St Johnston, in a... Result that probably a lot of people actually saw coming. Then Dundee United also in extra time beat Kilmarnock 2-1. Livingston in the only top flight all complete tie beat Ross County 1-0. Motherwell took until extra time to beat Greenock Morton 2-1. Park Thistle defeated Adrianians 1-0. Peter Head in quite an, another surprising game. Uh, actually had to take to penalties to defeat East Colbride. They won 5-3 on penalties after a 2-all game. Then, in kind of a mental final few minutes of extra time, Clyde Bank fell 4-3 to Annan, who scored two goals in the last two minutes. And then, finally, Celtic, quite surprisingly, only narrowly defeated Aloha 2-1, suffering quite a few injuries in that. Adam... What were your thoughts on the weekend of all the football? I, I'm just looking at all the fixtures there and I was watching you go through them all alphabetically and I, I noticed you skipped from Banks of D and Wraith Rovers to Dumbarton Dundee. I was like, there's no way he's going to leave out the most entertaining tie of the world. Oh, see, I'm not Clyde reading Bank it alphabetically. <laughs> I'm reading it on the BBC, which hasn't listed oh, right. in that order. Um, what can I really say? Hibbs thoroughly disappointed to see them eventually nick it in extra time. If Sir Paul Hartley had guided Cove Rangers to a penalty victory over Hibs, that would have just been... They were really tremendous. good as well. Cove played very pop it, well. Pop it out nicely to the Cove Rangers. Yeah. They're they're going to win that league. Um, yeah. And that's mad to think that they'll be a division below us what, in a couple months' time. Yeah. Um, that is rather scary. Uh, disappointed to see Sterling Albion fall away at Rangers so easily, yeah. particularly given it was the backup brigade, a pretty rank Rangers team for the most part. Um Obviously, our win will get into Aberdeen beating Edinburgh City pretty comfortable. Our broth, I'm surprised it was as comprehensive against Darvel. I know that Darvel are non-league, but they're one of these teams that seem to have sunk a right good few quid into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, actually, with, with some of these ties. I think 
the key thing for me is that we're going to see the landscape of Scottish football change within the next few years with these ambitious lower league, non-league outfits. Bankrolled teams yeah. just coming <laughs> so up. Gretna all over again. Yes. Um, so yeah, Jack Hamilton hat-trick, obviously enough for our growth. I saw Craig Whiten's assist for the yes, second for goal, I think. An absolute yep. beauty. Um, I then took in Air United versus St Mirren. St Mirren were alright, decent. Air are just really rubbish. Um, <laughs> Rovers, that could have been a potential stumbling block for them, but past Banks of D, not a problem in the end. Um, Dumbarton, Dundee, wow. Let's just couple that with Kelty and St Johnston because St Johnston and Dundee play one another in the Premiership on Wednesday night and was a massive clash in that basement battle. I don't know what way I'm going to go towards, to be honest. I quite It'll fancied, be a nil-nil draw. Well, I quite fancied Dundee to beat them 1-0, but then I realised that Dundee are Dundee and that they always concede goals. So I, yeah. I might go for a one-each draw. I'm, I'm undecided yet. Um, Kelly Hearts. I mean, I, I was obviously at the game come Saturday um, and I got a, a chat with my pal Ali and we both said that we quick fancied Kelty Hearts to do St Johnston. Did I stick any money on it? No, of course I didn't. But had I after 90 minutes, I'd have been disappointed. So, True. you know, my, my odds might have been shortened if it were uh, if it were after extra time. I quick fancied Kelly to beat Dundee United. Surprised that they didn't in the end. Uh, Livy Ross County in the old Premiership affair, dull and boring as you'd expect. Yeah. Motherwell, I also thought, were going to be on the verge of an exit. I mean, I think it was Robbie Muirhead actually put Morton ahead. Yep. So he seems to have found his feet under under Doogie Emery of all people. Uh, Thistle one here, Gio is now nothing to write home about. And this is what I mean with kind of the landscape changing. East Kilbride are another who have a couple boys that have played, you know, at a higher level, sort of kicking around the Scottish lower leagues. Um, so I'm not really surprised to see Peterhead and them draw. Uh, but Peterhead obviously threw. I did not fancy going up there in a cup tie, given yeah. I've still got nightmares. Of us in the Betfred under yes. Ian Cathro. Um, <laughs> and Celtic just seemed to struggle on plastic surfaces. I think the, f- the funny takeaway from me was Connor Salmon's open goal from the halfway line and John Hartson being <sighs> adamant that he should score. It's unbelievable. Oh, tremendous. Um, but listen, like we said before we came on air, the result doesn't really matter as long as you progress and you're in in the hat for the next round that's all Celtic are going to care about um, and I think Postacoglu made something like five changes ahead of that um, so they'll be fit and firing come come Wednesday night no doubt but yeah no no real surprises I think bar Kelty being the perceived surprise but given how rank we said St Johnston were last week is it that much of a surprise and if I sort of called it then I'm showing everybody up <laughs> if Adam Kennedy says something's going to happen it is the common thread amongst all people um, you know it's total nonsense I think I agree with you to be honest the, it was exciting when Morton were ahead and could have potentially yes. knocked out Motherwell that was that was fun and then there was a contentious penalty there that was I, I've, I've not actually watched sports scene I was writing up kind of previews the, the, this afternoon I'm yet to actually watch it start to finish um, but the, the cup the cups episodes of sports scene I'm not a fan of because I, I just oh, don't the, think all the wee roundups and all that yeah like, just give, give like give everybody the, and I know they never will but give everybody that same sort of exposure it would be a four hour show <laughs> no I'm not asking it to be like you know as long as like the Hibs Us. and Rangers one yeah yeah just 
brief stints, and then when you get to the latter stages, then you can divide up that little bit. Hopefully there's that's more true. action in the latter stages, but that's probably going to be their argument that there's not. Um, that's true. But, yeah, I, I, I think the draw, if you want to touch on the draw, that's that's decent, because I was happy to see Motherwell and Aberdeen actually draw one another. I think that they are both mm-hmm. two sides that would arguably aim for quarterfinals or further. So the fact that they play off against one another is good. Um, off the top of my head, Hibs obviously travelled to Gayfield. That's a minging tie. Delighted that we avoided that. Um, I've got them all in front of me if you want me to yeah, go for uh, it. say them. So, Peter Head are at home to Dundee. Like I say, Mo- could have done without that. The Cypher yep. Derby. Exactly. As you said, Motherwell at home to Aberdeen are both at home to Hibs. Yuck. Which is an interesting <laughs> one for him. So that, that'll be I a, think that'll be on the box. I, I hope that's I on the box. So. I um, think so. That'd be good. It, we, of course, as we will speak about, got drawn at home to Livingston. We that's got Sean Clare vibes Don't. all over that. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> then Annan got drawn at home to Rangers. They'll be buzzing with that in terms of... That's got Premier Sports written all over it. Yes, exactly. Partick Thistle at home to Dundee United. That's Which quite a tasty tie. That that's, could be interesting, yeah, definitely. St Mirren at home to Kelty Hart. Kelty will fancy themselves. Be brilliant if Kelty Hart's put St Mirren out. I'm not gonna. I know lie. it's. I know it's at New St Mirren Park or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, like, in Paisley, isn't it? So, so it's a bit different. Yeah, but you never we'll know. See. Stranger things have happened. And then finally, Celtic are at home to Wraith with a win seven 0 yeah, that was a feel for Wraith Rovers because they they not draw Celtic at Parkhead in the League Cup as well. Yeah, they did. So yeah, they did. That's, that's a sore one. Absolutely. But, but no luck. That, that used to be our type of thing like five, six years back. So unlucky exactly. Rovers. Mate, it was like last season. It was this season in the League Cup. We got them away as well. Oh, Jesus. Don't, oh, no. I've just, I've, I've just jinxed the quarterfinal draw. Haven't exactly. I haven't had Exactly. Oh, God. Well, before the jinx... And before the next game they were playing at, Hearts had to get through Auchinleck Talbot, a team that was played previously twice in the last 10 years in the Scottish Cup, never conceded a goal, 5-0 in aggregate across those two games, but Hearts fans were not confident, considering what happened this time last year in the Scottish Cup. So, it was all, it, as you were saying, it was on the TV, and... All, Jack Ross, for some reason, was one of the pundits. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> what is all that about? I've no idea. I've no idea why he was there. He was, like, he was, you could tell as well, when he was there, for the kind of, like, 20 minutes that was before it, he was like, listen, I know Hearts are playing well, but Talbot, Talbot, they, they could do something oh. here. Like, you can't take them to say, and, like, I can't even remember the, I can't remember who it was hosting because it wasn't Jonathan Sutherland. I can't remember who it was that was hosting it, but it was like, was it not yeah, Jane but... Lewis? No, it wasn't. No. He. I can't mind who it was. Anyway, they were just like, well, yeah, listen, but Hearts have been playing very well just now, and of course, are high flying in the league. And then Jack Ross was like, yes, I know, absolutely, that was a situation. However, then Talbot are doing very well as well. <laughs> you could just, it's like, calm down, Jack. All right, we get it. You want us to get beat? What a bitter, morally bankrupt man. Exactly. However, the team came out and probably the biggest part was that John Souter was omitted from the squad with a ankle injury. Love that. Classic. That is textbook (laughs) hearts, isn't it? 
it's it's very interesting because apparently now he's conveniently fine to play in Metal oh, League. What a <laughs> he's miraculous recovery! Wow, he's got over I'm astounded. It. However, that did mean that the team looked a little bit like this. Gordon goals, of course. We went full strength as everybody said that they had hoped for. It Thank was the Smith. Lord. Exactly. It was a back three of Halkett, Kingsley, and Smith with Cochrane playing left wing back and the debuting Nathaniel Atkinson at right wing back. A proper baptism of fire for him. <laughs> like I said last week, he's arrived off some sunny beach and there he is in East Ayrshire, Auchinleck. Love it. Exactly. Herring and Devlin in the middle and then the front three of Barry Mackay at wide right, Liam Boyce through the middle and Andy Halliday playing left wing. Now, BBC have this down as a 4-4-1-1 with Boyce playing as the 9 and Mackay in the 10. I don't think that is how that played at all. I, I, I've got to be honest, mate. Uh, one of my, my Rangers mates, Dev, actually sent me the team. Um, <laughs> and, well, this according to Sky... Um, Dev Why isn't Liam Boyce centre-half or something? A top Scottish football colleague of mine. So we've got a 4-4-2 formation. can tell you the last time Hearts played 4-4-2. We've got Craig Gordon in goal. Okay. Good. good. We're so far, so good. Good start. <laughs> Michael Smith at right-back. Okay. okay. Stephen Kingsley at left-back. Okay. Centre-half pairing of Nathaniel Atkinson and <laughs> Liam Boyce, who bagged a brace <laughs> from the centre-half. Then across what the midfield, game. we've got Cammy Devlin on the right, <laughs> Craig Halkett on the left, with a central midfield duo of Peter Haring and Andy Halliday. Okay, that's fine. That could work, guys. And then, if you're doing the sort of mental arithmetic here, you'll know that <laughs> Barry Mackay is one of the strikers, alongside Alex Cochran, who was given a chance up front. Um, so, that was quite something when he sent me. Bold from Nielsen was his message. Exactly. They um, just don't care, so, do they? No, they, they just they do, do not, not give a toss. How did you feel about the team, though, when you first saw it? Um, there was a small, petty part of me that was disappointed not to see John Suter selected. Um, obviously, he was injured. Uh, yeah, when Hearts gave out the, <laughs> the ankle injury <laughs> excuse. Um, yeah, it was obviously devastated for him. Um, hopefully that doesn't knock too much off the, the transfer fee that will come our way. Um, but, again, <laughs> surprised to see Nathaniel Atkinson come in. Um, that is quite the Hearts debut, I think. I don't think that's one that he'll forget, even if he tried to. Yeah. Um, again, sort of talking about the midweek match against St Johnston, I thought that was the perfect time to bring Liam Boyce on, maybe give him 20 minutes under his belt. But the gaffer and the coaching team have given him the full 90 here, so can't really complain about that. I, I don't, he wasn't taken off, was he? Yeah, he was. 80th minute. He was oh, was he? Yep. Did, who came on from? Gino? No. Uh, yeah, sorry, I Gino. Yeah. Oh. 82nd minute. I'm not going to lie, mate. Saturday was just chaos. I, 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 I think those the few Hearts fans that were sober in and amongst that away end probably weren't without Including consuming any my alcohol. my dad and brother that you had a lovely time with. Yes, I did. But why did I not see you there, MacIver? Because Talk of... to me. Enlighten us. <laughs> Yes, because of existing, what would you call it? Existing arrangements that meant I was not able to go to the game. Absolute disgrace. Begging for a ticket on the pod and everything. Um, but yes, I did see your old man and young Kier. Um, yep. Two two favourite two favourite MacIvers of mine. Um, great Thank guys. you. Um, Thank so, you very no, much. That, that was nice. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? Team selection. Team selection. <laughs> <laughs> have we got off in a tangent here? Um, just, just relieved to see 
as strong an eleven as we could have. Yeah. The Andy Halliday at left wing shout, obviously I'd, I'd said about how that was the case against St Johnston as well. Um, it's one of those where I wasn't even all that angry once I saw it. I just sort of saw the strong array of names and thought, regardless, like this is Auchin Lake Talbot, albeit it's at Beechwood, but that that surely is a strong enough eleven to progress. Um, yeah. and, and thankfully that, that proved the case I'm actually raging that I forgot that Liam Boyce was taken off why did I assume that he got the full 90 minutes I but don't like, know this game like <laughs> this is the thing because I previously mentioned on the pod how my games were like lacks of actions you're trying to drag out like all of the co- like an hour's worth of conversation from nothing this is one of the podcasts where there's so much going on that I'm worried that we're going to miss something. So thankfully you're hosting and you seem pretty well prepared. So so that's good. Well done. Well, this is the thing. For the first time, it's the 72nd episode and for the first time ever, I've done notes because there's so much in this game that I needed to make sure. So if it wasn't in the Hearts highlights, well, no mention. <laughs> if it was in the Hearts highlights, it's getting mentioned because... Actually, th- this has immediately been proven wrong because I'm about to mention something that wasn't in the, the start that we got under Jesus. Within 90 seconds, Ockenleck had pressed very high up the pitch, had a very quick throw in, and then flashed one just over the bar in front of Craig Gordon. And immediately, I was thinking, "This is how this is going to be. It's going to be the 2012 Talbot game, not the other one." I- I think Robbie even acknowledged it in his post-match presser where he'd said that they'd had a couple early chances and they take one, it's an entirely different story. I was there with a couple of pals and it. I just sort of... I don't think I ushered these words out loud, but I did have a thought of this could be a very long afternoon (laughs) given that um, stuttering start, let's say. But thankfully, it didn't drag on for too long and in the end, it was relatively routine for us. I mean, literally, after that 90 seconds, we seem to just get our foot on the ball yeah. and start playing. In the sixth minute, Barry McKay swings a corner in and it meets a relatively unmarked Stephen Kingsley at the front post who heads wide. You could tell he was visibly annoyed that he didn't do anything. Decent run, actually, from Kingsley because, like you say, he's not really picked up and he comes from that little bit deeper. Um, and, and I don't know. He's obviously annoyed with himself. That would have just settled any nerves early on um, but thankfully we didn't have to wait too long well what would have really settled nerves and listen I think the last three podcasts oh, we we've go. done I think the last three podcasts we've done we've made a point to speak about officials oh, and try the last 30 yeah exactly <laughs> but I, I can visibly remember me saying at least that in the last three weeks I've been some of the worst officiating I've seen I stated on Twitter, and I will stand by this unless someone can give me a better example. The opening 35 minutes of this game is the worst officiating at this level of game I have ever seen. Like, I've seen it worse in like juniors, amateurs, fives, but at a level like this, I know it's Talbot, but these were a top flight refereeing team. Greg Aitken was the ref. End of the day, like, it's Scotland's Premier Cup competition, isn't it? So Exactly. And it's not the early stages of it, it's where we come in. So, ten minutes in, a nice little passage of play happens as Barry Mackay feeds through Nathaniel Atkinson, who did very well, squares it calmly to Boyce, and Boyce taps it in, 1-0. But then, no, the linesman flags up, and then when you see the replay, Boyce is clearly onside. 
There's a player in front of him completely playing him onside. It's a gorgeous cutback. Yes, um, it is. And, and he is onside. But, I mean, Liam Boyce bagged a brace. He could have had about four or five if had correct decisions and... I don't, I don't want to say that a little bit more cutting edge because he still scored twice but certainly if correct or decisions that were incorrect had been correct he could have walked away with yeah four or five like I said he would have got he would have got at least four with an additional penalty the, uh, I, I'm trying to think of when it chronologically falls we could talk about this penalty no wait it's coming later. soon it's coming soon it's but we almost the coming immediately first foremost, we not? so yes as yeah. four minutes later in the 14th minute Michael Smith in just doing whatever he wants to do now just put in centre half centre mid in the number 10 position did you still back him? yes of course I did what, what price did you get from I got like 61 or so. Everybody was like Scandals. unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, he plays it to Barry Mackay, and Barry Mackay with a lovely chipped ball over the Talbot defence. And Boyce and Halliday are both just lining up to see who's going to get the contact on it. And it is the latter. Andy Halliday fires it in. It's actually a really good header, even though it doesn't need Great to header. be. Like, it could just be kind of down the middle, and I don't think Leishman's getting it, but it's right in the top far corner, and it's 1 0. Postage stamp finish. Ball's lovely, fantastic. It's even a looping header, and, and it just arcs into that top right-hand corner. Um, I mentioned the the drunken away end earlier on. This was obviously right up the other end, so yeah. there was quite a few that were going. Was that Andy Halliday? Was that Liam Boyce? Like we we couldn't really tell. I had assumed that it was Halliday gliding in from that left-hand side. Um, and like you say it's, it's a lovely pick out from Barry Mackay and a, a top header from Andy Halliday great goal absolutely and then not even 60 seconds later uh, Atkinson cuts across who was getting very advanced and has a kind of nice half volley with outside his boot that in fairness it's a very good save from good effort Andy as well Schmidt. mind you because I think uh, was that on the volley or a half yeah volley? it was yeah, it on was the on volley. volley yeah um, and I, I don't know whether Maybe laces and that ends up in the bottom corner, but he's he's a right back or a right wing back. I'm not I'm not going to criticise. It was still a, a decent effort, and like you say, it forced the save uh, from the goalkeeper. Absolutely. And then ten minutes later, we have the point that we're currently speaking about. Oh. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> the corner swung in from Barry Mackay, who it's a really. It's an alright ball, and then he gets pushed out a wee bit, ends up at Devlin's feet, who then plays it back out to Mackay, who crosses it in, and I think it, I can't remember who was doing the commentary with Michael Stewart, I can't remember who it was, but said that they thought it was the goalkeeper coming out to punch it away for, was it, was I can't even mind who Liam McLeod, no? It was Liam McLeod, yeah. yes it was. So Liam McLeod goes, I thought that was the goalkeeper coming across to punch it but no it's the Talbot defender and inexplicably it's given as not only not a penalty a goal kick absolutely baffling absolutely baffling the vast majority of Hearts fans were absolutely wasted and could see that it was a handball at the the other other end end of of the the ground ground. (laughs) I was starting to think have the officials like swugged everybody's MD or are they drinking Bucky along with the, the Travelling Hearts fans like what how can you not see that and I wouldn't mind if it was solely the referee the linesman's looking at it both linesmen are looking at it how between the three of them can they not reach the conclusion that it's 
a handball, a Hearts penalty, probably a sending off, given that it's deliberate and there's absolutely no need for it. Absolute nonsense. And I know that a sending off would kill the game. But they don't it doesn't give, matter though. But, yeah, like, but they, it's still the rules. <laughs> yeah, and, and they don't get they don't give the foul is more my point. So absolutely crazy. I, I do want to say I, I've spoken about that that away end a lot. We're obviously non Edinburgh Hearts fans. You being from the borders, me being from Midlothian. So we're we're sort of used to this ground. Like it was, I felt like Pennycook Athletic were honestly playing Hearts. It was really <laughs> really odd, um, and I've never heard as many people <laughs> laugh slash complain about the lack of facilities in a way end with it being simply piss against the wall and or against two stones. Then <laughs> that was your choice for the toilet. <laughs> Well, a few women were saying, well, where on earth are we supposed to go? Should we need yeah. it? Um, fantastic. What a day out. What a gaff, And what a decent wee setup that is. I, I would gladly go back. Good well, good wee journey. Nice wee drive as well. It was nice. Along, it. Alongside the shit facilities was a continuation of shit officiating. As just a few minutes later, Barry Mackay plays in Andy Halliday, who plays a fantastic ball straight through the heart of the defence. Liam Boyce takes it, controls it, puts it past. Leishman in goals for what should be second of the game despite him currently being on no goals. And then the worst decision of the day. Well, it can say which is worse, the handball or this. I would say this. Because... 100%. Yeah. Yes, because there is... Sometimes you go with linesmen. For example, the first offside. You can go, well, you can understand maybe why that's been given. Those happen quite a lot where it's like, well, the two players are close to each other. You can if there's go... a bit of traffic and they can't really... Exactly. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this one, the reason he can't see if Boyce is onside or not is because there is a Talbot left-back in front of him and he has to move to his left to see if Boyce is there. And additionally, there is the 18-yard box which the left-back is in and Boyce isn't, and somehow it's given as offside. Now, your podcast co-host, David, replied to me on Twitter because at this point, I was genuinely making assertions of Max of match-fixing. He replied saying the first one was bad, but that that second one was the worst offside decision he has ever seen. Oh. Fair play to both Laurie Dunsire and Robert Borthwick on Hearts TV for managing, for managing to not just swear and lose their shit on the show. Because oh. it is, it's the worst officiating decision I can remember seeing in years. And that is quite saying something. Um, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely astounding. I don't know what else you want me to say. You've perfectly summed it up. <laughs> oh, this is and this get, is the thing. This we can laugh this, about it now. Yeah, but but imagine if we got beat. Oh my god, this is it. Because I feel like I feel like a manager. You know how managers sometimes <laughs> have to bite their tongue in the press because they know that there's going to be some impending ban that's going to arise. <laughs> I'm quite literally speechless. Um, <laughs> but just... th- thankfully, it didn't. Uh, it did cost us in the end, and we can laugh about it now. But there's a. It's an agenda. There's a conspiracy. I'm telling should... you what. Genuinely, they should never officiate at that level again. That okay. line. Well, Kevin Clancy's been axed, given this Rangers. No, he's not. Debacle. No, he's not. No, he's not. What do you mean? No, he's not. Th- this is the thing. 
And it's why the Daily Record are shit and are oh, fucking awful. Clickbait. I didn't read the article, I just saw the See, this is the, yeah. this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. The decision for those games were made before the Aberdeen game. It oh, has right. nothing to do with oh, that. So the record is that. just palming this off and making it yes. seem like yeah, yes. Rangers are so anti-Clancy. I mean, to be fair, he's he's been at it. Various others have been at it. Nick Walsh against St Johnston. Yeah. These clowns at the weekend... We need to make an investigation, the SFA. Fuck off, Rangers. If only there was a predicament where Scottish clubs could have inquired about the state of the SPFL and the Scottish FA. No, I don't it'll never happen. It'll never happen. There must must have been one recently that... No, there's not been. It's never happened and it never will happen. I can't... And it's fantasy. I'm trying to rack my brains here. There must must have been a time semi-recently when that could have arisen but it's a it's a dream that you had maybe not maybe not exactly however one thing that definitely wasn't a dream is that we actually did go 2-0 up as a, a penalty that was less a penalty than the one we actually got it gets swung in again from a, oh no it doesn't actually it's some nice play from Nathaniel Atkinson and Cammy Devlin it was a lovely build up side. Yeah, yeah the lovely build up However, Atkinson then just falls over in the box. <laughs> However, Cammy Devlin picks it up, plays it to Halliday, and Halliday chips a ball through to Boyce, who just hits it off the Talbot defender's arm. It is a penalty. He's got his arms outstretched, and he moves his arm towards the ball. But it's a, as I say, it's a softer penalty than the one we should have had. Yeah, it's, it's a fortunate penalty, because I don't think the ball from Andy Halliday is all that great. It seems to nah. send Liam Boyce a little bit wider than perhaps he'd have liked. Um, Boyce as well to obviously keep it under control look for me it it is a pen the arm is in an unnatural position I think defenders are told to basically stand with their arms kind of at their side aren't they really the arm's out hits the the arm slash hand definite spot kick coolly converts and I think everybody then uh, you know me I'm a massive fan of killing the contest grabbing that second goal as soon as because there's always that chance even at one all it takes is for you know a dodgy decision or something like that uh, to come back and bite us, and then I think everybody was, yeah, right, riding on easy street after that. And then Boyce had a lovely celebration as he had just been spent Brilliant. the thirty-eight minutes getting mocked for being bald. That is that is what lower-level Scottish football <laughs> is all about. Massive, massive fan of Boyce's celebration, um, and it was great to see Baldy Boyce back. Happy days. Yes, absolutely. And then that takes us into half-time. 2-0 up. Should be genuinely at least four, probably five. But I think it was exactly what every Hearts fan would have wanted at that stage. Just calm, professional, getting on with it. Particularly when the ghosts of Brora are lingering on. um, And more goals in 45 minutes against Auckland Lake Talbot than in the 90 against them. Um, Yeah. This was where I was beginning to carve open my humble pie and think, do you know what, Gaffer? I, I, you've got me on side. Uh, that's that's fine. I'm, I'm still disappointed at some drop points within the season. Can't moan given we're in a great position in the league. We're, we've avoided a potential banana skin. Um, and now the, the draw looks pretty favourable as well. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a nice place supporting Hearts. This has been a long long time coming probably since he left really yeah you, not probably definitely since he so, left like we've had the odd decent result under Levine and whatever um, Catherine was just a nightmare up until that October under Levine was class yeah 
Yeah, that solid start to the season. I take that back. Yeah. That that was good, and obviously then reaching the back to back finals despite the sort of league turmoil, if I can use that. Um, this was also Robbie's one hundredth win. Yeah, as magic the, in one hundred and sixty eight games. The stats, the stats were very impressive. Um, but then I, I guess we sort of took everything. We spoke about Jamie Walker, kind of a, a week or two ago. These stats, obviously, two second tier campaigns, but. Mm-hmm. But again, nobody can argue with the credentials in the top tier. Given he left us in second place on the night, yeah. guided us to a third place finish, and ultimately took us from administration to Europe within what eighteen months. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Gaffer, you've you've got me back. You've won me back. Well, well done. I love that it's taken Talbot to do it. Because, <laughs> because you know, you like. I think there was a lot of Hearts fans that were just so adamant that we would find a way somehow to mess this up. Um, and then, you know, had we got beat, I'd be crying my eyes out thinking we've only got the league to play for, albeit we're in a great position, but... So what? That, that, was, that was the big annoyance when we were knocked out by Brora, wasn't it? Yeah. Because the League Cup had been done... The league was going to be a formality. Yeah, yeah, really. So it was all on the Scottish Cup, which we then got knocked out by some some Highland farmers. So, look, I think I think what it does tell me is that the squad's in a much stronger state. There is a feel good factor within the club now, um, and everybody seems to be on the same page. Really, for the first time in a long time, I know barring got, the suitor stuff, bar, bar the John suitor stuff. So there's all like, like there's always there's always something. Yeah, there's always got to be something. There's never there's never going to be you know all the stars are never going to align perfectly. Um, but I think for the most part, Hearts fans are pretty content. And again, when was the last time that that was the case where you could say that the majority of the fan base were simultaneously happy? It's great. I've missed this, man. I love you, Hearts. It's it's been a long time. It's good. It's it's nice that you're back. I've missed you. Well, a time that everybody was simultaneously happy was five minutes into the second half, as Liam Boyce got his second of the day. It should have been his fifth, but it was his second officially. As Kingsley plays a ball inside to Halliday, who just kind of goes, "Oh fuck this!" The non-league just runs Walks through through everybody. Everybody plays a ball at the back stick. Boyce is there. Very easy. If the game wasn't already done, it is now absolutely done at 3-0. Yeah, great Ronaldinho impression from Andy Halliday. Um, a lovely little Who was style. great, by the way. He was probably was. man of the match. Yeah, I, th- I think he was as well. Um, and a lovely weighted ball. Didn't see the goal go in because of where I was stood, but obviously <laughs> with the roaring that everybody was on my left So that's two side. games in a row you've missed a goal. <laughs> No, I, I, I saw the ball and I saw Boyce's header. I just didn't see where it sort of landed in no, the net. No, you've now two good Not, games in a oh, row. You've missed a goal. Hey, I can't believe that a guy that was adamant for a ticket and then simultaneously didn't go <laughs> well, is giving matter. me abuse. But hey, I'm still. It's not abuse. It's funny. It's just I want to see how long this can keep going. Well, do you know what? <laughs> I was going to say that's the Bertha Paisley podcast in abundance. So so here we are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, Andy Halliday. I, I want to touch on because I see. Andy Webster's comments with regards oh, to a potential contract extension <laughs> and given that you're Andy Halliday's best mate I yeah. think it's only right that I flip it up on you and ask you um, No! I think, look do, do you know what the thing is? I think I think the concern amongst the Hearts fan base is the salary 
stroke wage that he's currently on. I, I, don't, I don't think a lot of us would mind him necessarily being kept on for an additional year, maybe two. But, uh, look... Look, what the fuck's uh, going on? No, on, on, four, <laughs> on, 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 four, on four bags a week, <laughs> you cannot be a heart squad player. I'm sorry. It's just, no. There, there is somebody else that we can get for less money that would come in and do that job 100 percent i don't i don't dislike halliday I've, I've never been his his biggest fan i thought it was a decent signing in the championship i don't dislike him i no. just think he's rubbish but that's 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 all right it, yeah. it is what it is but hey he put in a decent performance here so thanks Andy. i saw something i can't remember who it was it might have been um alan and the since i was your podcast he said he played well because he's found his level ouch <laughs> anyway, there, there, there was a small part of me that thought, I can't wait. I know you're not a fan of open goal. I can't wait to hear Andy Halliday waxing lyrical about his own performance against Auckland Lake Talbot. And Gary Mackay Stephen, additionally, I've got to chuck this in because we're told all the time about the proximity of Tynecastle, how close you are to the park. I could literally reach out and it oh, felt as insane. though I could touch Gary Mackay Stephen, yeah. Benny Beningame, Aaron McInef, whoever. And there was a load of Hearts fans around me who had obviously seen Open Goal or whatever and were mocking Gary McKay-Stevens' Thursday accent as he was warming up. And I thought it was great crack. That's I think, just putting him off, man. I, I, no, I think he took it really well as well, to be fair. I think there was there was signs where he was sort of smiling to himself but didn't, didn't kind of want to show it. Um, just hilarious. Gary, what a boy. Fuck's sake. Well, it can stick to open goal. Anyway, the other Talbot chance, the one of two that they had, How came... did they not score? I don't <laughs> understand. Basically, three minutes after we got our third, Nathaniel Axton and Cochrane had the ball and then they kind of lost it on the right-hand side. Bogart played across. Gordon makes a weird save. Like, I think he should be catching it, but it kind of goes slightly to one side, so it hits off his chest and shoulder at the same time so he can't get under control and then Graham Wilson is about four yards away and somehow hits it over the bar I mean I talked about killing the contest would there have been nerves had that gone in? <laughs> um, I nah, don't think so nah, Luke, it, it would have been nice maybe for Talbot to nick one they should have nicked one but yeah. if we're talking about nicking I mean I, I feel as though the officials were trying to rob us at every given opportunity anyway so Look, I, I'm, I'm calm. That's, that's fine. It, 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 and at the end of the day, I know that these sort of mistakes and these chances are more likely to happen when you're cruising, really. You know, it's it's just a mere lapse of concentration. I don't blame the Hearts players whatsoever. We're 3-0 up, absolutely cruising. Um, and ultimately, they miss a sitter that, again, it wouldn't have come back to bite us. So no. what, what does it matter, really? Exactly. Uh, we have a couple more chances. Halliday gets squared across for a second, but he hits over. Then should Haring, score. yeah, he should score. Haring should probably also score as he goes really close at the near post after a great pass from Barry Mackay. However, Boyce is oh, screaming yeah. for it to be cut back for his hat trick and is furious at Peter that he doesn't uh, do so. However, then not much really happens for another twelve minutes, and then probably, in my opinion, the best goal of the day. Boyce Agreed. plays it inside to Devlin, who then plays it off to the sub Aaron McNeff, who then plays it through to Peter Haring with a lovely side-footed finish into the far corner from outside the box. Four 0 Did you? Uh, did yeah, you I did. Michael Stewart's comment. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> that's, I a, sent a, that's what. That's what. What, 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 what did you think I was going to ask you? 
I thought you were going to say, did you hear Michael Stewart's you... comments? <laughs> so, Honestly, I sent him a tweet. what a slaver this man is. Like, nobody... We've even had beef with Michael Stewart on Twitter. We have. We when, have. He was, when he was sticking up for Christoph Berra in this Hearts team. Christoph Berra has since left, is doing bits at Wraith Rovers, because funnily enough, that's his level. Now look at us, Michael. Honestly, educate yourself, please. It seems a well-educated guy with all the nonsense that he spouts on Twitter about politics, rare, 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 this, that and the other. Watch this the football and comment Poli- on it. You're a pundit. Don't be Politically. a politician. You're a pundit. Politically, I'm quite in line with Michael Stewart, it seems. But football-wise, I'm not in the slightest. I can't um, stand the man. If you hadn't heard what he said, he says that he can't... Call, the quote is, he can't call it a good finish because Haring kicks it in the ground. Now... I said this on Twitter, and people went, "No, go!" Like Hearts fans were like, "No, he went back and corrected himself." I went, "Okay, I'm going to go back and listen to this." No, he doesn't. What he says is, he goes, <laughs> "He goes, it was a great finish." Then the replay starts, and he goes, "Oh, I was going to say it's a great finish, but then Haring kicks it into the ground." However, it's a great goal for Hearts, meaning the build-up and everything. Because he then goes, "Devlin McNiff." He doesn't say that Haring's finish is great. Which is mental, considering it bobbles and he still manages to put it far corner. A fantastic finish from Big Pete. Um, yeah. Give again, him a new deal, for God's sake. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to come on to. He's he's the next in line, surely. I, w- I was intrigued. I, just before we came on here, I, I watched the goals back and thought, when was the last time Big Pete actually scored for Hearts? Because it's been a while. He scored against Aloha in the 3-0 last that, season, I remember that. Was that. Exactly was that it? it? That was exactly it. 24th of November 2020 was Big Pete's last goal. So, well over a year. Um, please for the big man. Happy. Don't. Happy. Um, and, yeah. A new deal's got to rise. I, I think, why... I don't know. I don't know why it hasn't yet. Do you not think Nielsen fancies him, no? No, nah, and I'm going to be so fucking angry if he doesn't because, go for a new deal. Because when fully fit, he's obviously going to choose Devlin and Benny, isn't he? I don't, know, but I don't know whether we're just trying to move away from this older player model. but we've got. He's only 27! Exactly. So, I, d- I don't know. Like, are we looking at somebody younger, more athletic... To, to fill this role is, is this the way that we're going to do our business from now on I, I like Big Pete again I was going to say <laughs> I was going to really annoy you there and say that he's under that same ilk as Andy Hardy by a squad player but he's, he's much better than like. I he's, think he's a starter I think, he, I think he's the best fit. I think he's the best player at the club football player I think he's the best player at the club Barry Mackay might have that oh. but but they offer different things. Actually, no, tell I. There's who needs a new deal next because he only yes, signed a two absolutely. year deal in September. Yeah. Don't do this, Hearts, please. But to focus on Haring, he offers so much more than Devlin and Benny in an attacking sense because Devlin and Benny offer nothing in an attacking sense. <laughs> I obviously adore them, but they're not attacking players. Haring can play those 60 yard passes that can just get us up the pitch. And versatility can fill in at centre half. Exactly. Centre mid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I love Big Pete. Um, always have from day dot, so hopefully he signs on that, that dotted line if he's given the chance. Absolutely. And then to close it out, final action of the game, Nathaniel Atkinson, who had a very, very good debut, kind of just goes, 
I've not done much today in terms of contributing to the goals. I'm going to change that. Wrongfully, because he, just... he could have had a couple of assists for yes, points exactly. if things, got, if things been given correctly. Absolutely. He was robbed of some assists. But he did get his as he just ran through the Talbot uh, player. Really nice play on the far side and then squares it across into that area where if anybody gets a touch on it, it's going in. And weirdly, it's Alex Cochran who's there to get his third of the season. Yeah, I think... Atkinson on the touchline, he sort of reminds me of like a Roberto Carlos when he sort of pokes it and just merely runs past somebody. Like it just looks so. He's routine. made he's made his debut against Talbot, and you're already comparing no, 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 Roberto. No. Carlos. Well, this, I, I'm amazed that that wasn't what you did. <laughs> um, solid, good, good debut again. Yeah. Wrongfully robbed of a few assists, but is at this stage it's just too easy. That that's basically my point. It, it's not that. Nathaniel Atkinson does any, anything particularly outstanding. It's just Talbot's heads. I think mentally they've just gone, particularly yeah. after missing that sitter and whatever. Um, and yeah, Alex Cochran just evades absolutely everybody. Love that he's in there, wanting to get getting in amongst the goals. He keeps Simple saying he said about he said about five times, all the time without people asking him, which is kind of worrying me. That he just wants to keep dying for the badge. He's like. These fans will die for the badge. I'll do the same. Devlin will die for the badge. I'll do the same. And then he was like, "Are you enjoying your time here?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's a bit cold, but don't worry, I'll still fight and die for this club." And it was like, "Nathaniel, nobody's asked you, mate. Calm down. It's all right." I think he needs to spend more time with the dogs, doesn't he? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I wonder if they're here or if they're back in Australia. Oh, what a shame if he's. Who knows? And Nayaka, if you so happen to be listening to this, let Daniel know. Get in touch. Exactly. And let I don't care about your thoughts your on the are. football and all that. I just worry about your dogs and their big afros. That's what I worry about. But anyway, he did help us get the fifth goal, and it finished 5 0. Very comfortable. We've got Livingston in the next round. It's gone well. When was the last time Hart scored five goals away from home? We scored four twice against Wraith last season. Uh, coincidentally, I, I haven't searched this up, so I, I, I have no is, idea. This is one for London Hearts or Hearts stats. Not no a idea. Do as I say, we scored four a couple of times last season in Kirkcaldy, but I can't mind five. No. So I, again, shows shows the place that we're in. I mean, it's easy saying mm. that it's only Auckland Lake Talbot, but at the end of the day, it was only Brora Rangers till they beat us. So yeah, exactly. You know. That was the thing, I saw a fan, I think it was a party Thistle fan being like, I can't believe Hearts fans are celebrating beating a team uh, outside the pyramid. And it was like, yeah, because we literally didn't last year. (laughs) Obviously. I don't don't get that. I don't don't even think Hearts fans were celebrating or over-exceeding in their celebration. It was more just um, how pleased we were that it was relatively routine in the end. What I will say is, I've never seen a town, or I think Auckland Lake's actually a village, that is as obsessed with their football team in all my life. My dad was saying that. The the, the percentage it's, of people who... the the um I, I found it out this week. The population of Auckland Lake is 3,500, right? And that's what Beachwood holds, isn't it? Three and a half, so four it's and something half? like that, aye. Like, the, <laughs> they must have about 80% of the town at every home game. <laughs> Feel for the bloke in Tesco that's working come a match day. Exactly. just dives in there for like some scan after it yeah. or whatever. It's him, folk in nursing home, and if they're born, 
that's it. Like, literally, it, I was talking about this to, to folk at work and whatever. They were amazed that I made it back in one piece, first and foremost, because um, the fans are nuts. But, like, Talbot propaganda virtually everywhere. There's bunting all over the gaff. There's, like, Talbot flags in folks' windows. They're very good. That helps it. Like, at their level, they're oh, probably the best team. I'd I dub them the Real Madrid of the juniors. I think they are Scottish football's most successful yeah. junior side. Yeah. So you can see why. And, and again, this is another thing that I'm going to touch on kind of for, for uni work. I'm actually working on a documentary, Why Does Scottish Football Mean So Much to Young People, given that it's the most supported league in all of Europe per capita and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive cultural thing, and I can totally see why... They all get behind their team, 100%. Definitely. And, well, Hearts have got two chances this week to get behind their team at home. Probably the capita to Edinburgh and Tynecastle won't be as high as it was <laughs> in Auchinleck. However, both Celtic and Motherwell travel through to Gorgie this week. Wednesday night is Celtic, which is why we're recording this a day early. Yeah, actually, we're going to do that now again. We're recording this on Monday, the 24th. This comes out Tuesday the 25th. We're then going to record this Sunday, so the podcast will be out next Monday, so we will be reviewing the Celtic and Motherwell game and previewing the Derby. So we're not reviewing three games at once. Yeah, Sunday the 30th recording, go over Celtic, Motherwell, preview Hibs, out for the 31st, Derby on the 1st, then we'll take it from there. Then nor like this is we said this last week. Ranger why does Sunday nobody? The six that I yes. <laughs> why does nobody think of the podcasters when they're coming up with these schedules? It's ridiculous. I say it all the time that certain people have blood on their hands, but Neil Doncaster in the SPFL, you really do have blood on your hands. Disgrace. Well, I didn't expect it to get that bold, but yeah. we're now it's kind of go down a level to Celtic and Motherwell. How are you feeling ahead of those two games? Um, quietly terrified. Um, massive fixtures <laughs> coming up. This, this is, this is why, this is why I've been reluctant to get so gassed. But do you know what? I think Celtic have a couple big absences. Well, um, this is what I was about to say. So Kyogo's out definitely. McGregor's out definitely as his facial injury that he sustained against Alloa. David Gucci, Gucci might be. We don't know. David Turnbull looks like he definitely is out as well. Then you've got Rogic and Maeda away on international They're away on international duty. Japan. Oh, wait, is Maeda away? Yeah. <gasps> I so, didn't know that. So, yeah, he... Yeah, I, I was in correspondence with a couple TSF chums. Because, um, again, I, I was having a selection headache when trying to preview... An, or put an 11 together for the preview. Like I thought Maeda was here. That's no, amazing I, that he's I'm, not... I'm, one hundred percent certain he's off, so we actually could be in with a, a real chance come Wednesday night. If Carl Starfelt's playing, we're in with a chance. Oh, he is terrible. He I just he is I just don't shocking. get like every time I've seen him play, both times against us this season and other games that I've just picked up, he's never had a good game. But everything I hear is like, no, he does. He is actually quite consistently good. It's like, well, surely I can't just be getting that unlucky that every game I've seen of him, he's been rubbish. No, I'm not having him. And I think Liam Boyce, now that he's back in and amongst the goals, like I say, Baldy Boyce is back. 
Um, I think he'll he'll be licking his lips at the thought of coming up against him, definitely. Cameron Carter-Vickers I can understand, because he actually looks quite yeah, good. Yeah, he looks he, great. He's, he's, a big, he's a big boy, but I don't see any reason why Boise can't get the better of Starfield. Absolutely. Well, what team would you be playing for Celtic midweek? My only qualm is who starts on the left, really, because I'd, mm-hmm. I, for the most part I'd go unchanged, and then that front three... If Ben Woodburn's back, I might give him a chance. But I quite like Josh Janelli's pace. That that's I think the rest of the team sort of picks itself. I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring John Suter back in because like, like he's going to before, be, but I wouldn't. Probably. Yeah. But like we said before we came on, like literally all of Tynecastle will most likely be booing him. So I'd go Gorman and goal. Back three of Smith, Halkett, Kingsley as pair, Atkinson and Cochrane, wingbacks, cool, Devlin and uh, Big Pete in the middle. Because Benny. Benny might be getting a start, according to Nielsen, but I think that's harsh. To be fair, we say this, but in the season opener, he was thrown right into the deep end and I think was outstanding. That's so. But I mean, I mean that from the perspective of I think it's harsh to drop either Haring or Devlin for him. No, I, I totally agree. And in the latter stages if we're maybe trying to see it out Benny could be that guy unless that, we go 3-5-2 fresh, fresh legs possibly and then have Mackay supporting Boyce so yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll go 3-4-3 three, three, given that Same. it worked well at Tiny against yeah. them and to be fair I say this Gary Mackay Steven scored that day so he <laughs> I, you know that that is the only real problem position I think I think I think on the whole what I can say is, whilst we're in a much better position under Nielsen now than last season, seasons prior, I don't think we're the finished article just yet, and that's no. what, that's what really excites me. Given that we do perform really or have performed really well in the league, we're now through to the last sixteen of the cup with a real good chance of reaching the quarterfinals or better. So there's plenty of positives folks it's we're, we have reason to be encouraged I'm 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 just I'm just so happy it's nice I, I like I will say that I like speaking about hearts in a positive light I will it's say great. that we as I said we're recording this on Monday the 24th and it's going on the 25th if tomorrow we sign a striker we haven't heard anything <laughs> like we sorry we'll speak about and, it next week and I was going to say and prior to the Motherwell game as well yeah, exactly. We'll speak about it after the Motherwell game. If we do, which surely we're going to fucking sign somebody before the Motherwell game. Well, at least it's not now Tony Watt, Jason Cummings, or any of the other jokers that I suggest. Kyle Lafferty. <laughs> Kyle Lafferty. So, <laughs> we'll wait and see. If, if it's the boy from Chesterfield, or I don't know. There's They've also... just had to, they, There's a lot of controversy the day with Chesterfield, but no touching that. Okay. Um, and. Ali was also trying to tell me about the Jan Danda story as well. Yeah, the Swansea guy. Yeah. Liverpool Academy graduate. FM legend. Um, Played 60 games for Swansea, got five goals, five assists. I, I knew I'd recognise the name, but I, I don't know. Could could be a decently... decently he's a 10, though, eh? He's not a striker. But this is the thing. I, I need an, an out-and-out number nine, particularly. However, I think we need a creative midfielder as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And, and that would be... That would be more license in the three five two as well. Yeah. Isn't it? Another option, sort of somebody in that pivot supporting Boyce, another striker or Barry Mackay, whoever's in these positions. Um, so, yeah, cu- couple bodies in. I think we'll be, I think we'll be there or thereabouts. 
I'd, to be honest, agree with you in the team selection. I'd probably start Gino on the left, but the rest of the team I'd keep the exact that, same as the That really is with. the only problem position for me, I think, mate. Yeah, definitely. What is your score prediction for Celtic? Oh, I predicted 1 all when we beat them 2 1. Mm-hmm. So, 1 all. Well, I predicted 3-0 Celtic when we beat them, so I'll go with 3-0 Celtic as well. Nice. Uh, Motherwell, would you just play the same kind of team? Uh, Again, this is without any signings yeah, this is, coming in. And it's obviously selection like, pending if there's going to be, dare I say, any injuries within the Celtic Yeah, game. and just tiredness playing Fatigue, three games yeah. in a week. Um, I think we'll see a couple changes for Motherwell, put it this way. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe that could be a game for Ben Woodburn to start in, coming back. I think Benny might come in for Motherwell could as well. see that as well, yeah. He was excellent, actually, in the, the 2-0 win. He and Cammy Devlin, I thought, were outstanding. Yeah, that they day. dominated that. That was the day that we had our uh, feature about them both, and it they was. were class. And it was like, yes, we've been confirmed as being good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll see a couple changes for Motherwell. I'm trying to think, who, who have they got in midweek? Hebs. Oh, so they do. I need a draw there. A draw there would be lovely. A draw there would be lovely, but I actually think they might do Hibs. Just given... I, I know neither side were all that convincing in the cup, but Hibs being taken to... Uh, taken to extra time by Cove Rangers, coupled yeah. with the loss of Martin Boyle, I think it's massive, so... We'll see. But hey, they've got Demi Mitchell now, so... That's, that's so, something. So they're sorted great. What's your score prediction for Motherwell, then? What did, what did I say? Probably go 2 uh, 2 0. I'll go 2 0 again. I'm going 2 all, right? Purely because Van Veen has to be good against us once. <laughs> like, hey, Jordan, Jordan Roberts could us. play against us, so that could be. Oh, yeah, he could. That's, that's, got, that's got a Roberts Lee equaliser written all yeah. over it. So again, you talking can about this problem the... position on the left. There's our yeah, answer. There is number. <laughs> exactly. So you're going for four points out of possible six out of the next two games. I'm going for one. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about it. Like what what would you be happy with? What would you settle for? Well, the next twelve is huge because we play Celtic Rangers, Hibs, and Motherwell. Yeah. In the next four games. Right. So if we took the home games in isolation, then out out the potential six points against Celtic and Motherwell, what would you be? pleased, delighted, I'd be, disappointed with. I mean, I'd be ecstatic with six. <laughs> like if we that, won both those games. That goes without saying. I would be delighted with four. Eh, we, aye, with four. Yeah, beating Motherwell and a draw against Celtic. Or, I mean, I, I, and I would prefer it to be that way. I wouldn't want us to beat Celtic and then draw against Yeah, that'd Motherwell. be underwhelming. Yeah, that'd yeah. be annoying. That, um, that's, that's the underwhelming four, whereas four would be taking a point off them. Whilst it would be nice to win... It's not the worst result in the world. Yeah. And then if you follow that up with a home win against your yeah. closest team, that's a massive build. Going into the derby and Rangers yeah. and whatever, yeah. And then I'd, I think we're going to struggle both away games, to be honest. Oh, they were, oh. Rangers are due to give Rangers us a are done. Eye, Rangers are like Rangers are complete, like, not a free hit, but basically we're going to get bad there, I think. That's, yeah, particularly after the last Ibrox meeting was... 
yeah. fantastic. Suter's going to be really, getting celebrated like a king arriving. And they really swept us aside at Tiny, if we're honest. Like yeah. we we played well that day, but the the game was done within yeah ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I if we came out of this with with four points, I'd I'd be I'd be pretty. I'd be, I'd be very happy. happy. Yeah, so definitely. fingers crossed hearts let's let's get it done that'd be nice let's see what happens but we will cover all of what has happened in the next two games next week we will also be previewing the derby but we hope you have enjoyed this episode massive massive thank you to for listening if you have listened to us on just kind of generic podcast platforms please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform that is it massively helps us and then likewise if you've been watching us on YouTube please leave a like subscribe and comment it just helps really boost us up there in those algorithms. Additionally, if you want to get in contact with us, we are at Perth Paisley on all forms of social media. Also, Perth Paisley at gmail.com. If you want to chuck us an email, Adam, where can they get you on social media? Then get me on all forms of social media at Adam T. Kendall. And don't forget, folks, to join in the 13th minute applause on Wednesday night for Devin Gordon. What about yourself, mate? Absolutely. Echo those thoughts completely. I am dmckiver 22 We'll see what happens. It's a big week. It's a big two weeks, but we're going to split it and speak about the second half next week. But thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Keep the faith. Mother Giant Tees!